involved there. If you have your Bible this morning, Matthew uh, chapter 1, verse 21. Uh, and uh, I'm going to preach a Christmas message this morning. Uh, and uh, we're here this morning because of one name. Uh, the name of Jesus. And the Bible says his name is above every name that's ever been given. His name is above every name that's ever been of those in heaven or on the earth or under the earth. And the Bible also declares that one day every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. That's the reason for this season. We're not gathered here today because of some political name. Uh, we're not gathered here today because of some sports figure, their famous name. We're not gathered today because of some Hollywood name or some other religious name. We're here because of one name this morning, the name of Jesus. One person born a virgin, the Son of God, we preach his name. Our mouths should be filled with his name. Because the Bible again says no man, no woman comes to God but through him. I want to preach this morning on the name of Jesus, Matthew 1 verse 21. The angel of the Lord is speaking to Joseph and he says these words, she shall bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Father, we come this morning by the blood, by the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I pray, God, your anointing, your conviction, your presence, God, fill this place. Save the lost, God. Uh, redeem the brokenhearted. Work miracles today in your people. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. It's interesting to me who was first given the name of Jesus. The very first person that would be connected to his name. The very first that would speak his name. Joseph is the first human being God is going to reveal the name of his son. He's a carpenter. He's a working man. He's a common man. He's an unknown man by and large at this time. 
If you would have saw his clothes, he wouldn't have impressed you. If he shook his hand, it was probably calloused. Maybe even sawdust in his hair. Maybe a tools hanging or a tool hanging from his belt. Notice the first man that is revealed the name of Jesus to is not a prince. He's not a priest. He's not a warrior. There's no wealth recognized around him. He has no titles. He's not famous. He's a carpenter. He's a hardworking, common man. As I alluded to, few would have even known his name. He doesn't have much in the way of material world. For me mention as a boy, I can see my dad working in the fields, plowing in those days with a team of horses and I would run to him with a fruit jar full of water from the well and his clothes would just be drenched, faded with years of sweat and labor. In my mind, Joseph looks something like that. He wouldn't have impressed the world to look at him. Maybe you see yourself this morning in Joseph. And not only is he this kind of man, he's from a no-name place. The birthplace. The chorus, O little town of Bethlehem. This is not a Mecca. This is not a major city. It's not a cultural city like in Greece or some famous city like Rome. He's raised in Nazareth. Uh, John 1.46, Nathaniel says, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? That's where some of you came from. Can any good thing come out of that neighborhood? And yet, this is the first person that God says, I'm going to reveal the name of my son to. You wouldn't expect much, perhaps, to come out of this place. Not only that, Mary, the mother, she's a common handmaiden. When she sings her song of praise to God in front of her cousin Elizabeth, Luke 1, 48, he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. What's she saying? God, how in the world did you choose me? Verse 52 of that song, he put down the mighty from their thrones and he exalted the lowly. She's simply a common girl, clean living, a virgin. Luke 1, 49, for he who is mighty has done great things for me. Lord, I can't believe, are you, are you sure? I don't see how I qualify. You sure there's not some kind of mistake? 
Maybe that's you. You're sitting here this morning and Jesus has revealed himself to you. You're a miracle. Just like she's going to birth a miracle. And you wonder, why God? Why? How did this happen? I believe God is making a statement. I want my son to always be connected with common people. The common people shall be his people. Don't disqualify yourself from being used of God because of maybe your history or your problems, your family tree. He said, these are the people that I want to speak my name in our text, you shall call his name Jesus. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 1.26, You see your calling, brother, not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble. God has chosen the foolish things to confound the wise, the weak things to confound the mighty and the despised. Added to all of this, Joseph is a troubled man. No doubt he's confused. He's mentally, emotionally tormented. He's prepared to marry this young girl. There's been conversation. The family plans all of these things. And now all of a sudden it's not turned out the way he expected or planned. No doubt he had great expectations. We just had a number of weddings here. You see the joy, the excitement. Uh, but Mary, his wife, she was child. And he knew it wasn't me. And she says, it's God's child. Conceived by the Holy Spirit. That could bring a bit of confusion. <laughs> Try to explain that to your parents. <laughs> that could bring some mental torment and anguish. Uh, what do you do with that? It's never been heard of before or since. Your friends, are they going to believe that story? Talk about a mental migraine. Your head's spinning. The devil's whispering. And people, the perplexity, the fear, the shock, the questions, the disappointment perhaps. And then God shows up to this kind of man who's going through these kind of issues. And he says, I'm going to give you a name, Joseph. And there's no name like this name. This name will remove all fear and confusion and torment. 
Verse 20, the preceding verse, Joseph, son of David, fear not. Listen, I'm going to give you a name that will wipe away fear. Do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And the child you shall call his name Jesus. Is that you this morning? You're here. You're tormented. Life, life can spin out of control. You can have all kind of plans and dreams. And many times when you're young, maybe late teens, early teens or whatever, and you've got this plan and you've, you've got this, this expectation and somewhere along the way, everything just explodes. That was me at 29 years old. My whole world exploding, drugs, alcohol, craziness. Our marriage was over. I was living in guilt and shame and promises I had made to Connie that I could not keep. And I know, Joseph, there's no record of alcohol, drugs, and that, but can you imagine how you're trying to process all of this? And God shows up. Says, I'm going to give you a name. I'm going to give you a name that's above every name that's ever been named. I'm going to give you a name that will drive out fear and confusion and torment. I want you to be the first to speak this name, Jesus. You're here this morning, you got a lot of mess going on. You'd be amazed if you just begin to speak that name. The name of Jesus. Uh, maybe your life has come unglued. Will you speak his name? We speak so many names in life. Uh, Listen to Jesus. One of my favorite verses, Luke 4, 18 and 19. He said, this is why I came. This is why I was born. We're talking about the birth of Christ. He said, this is why I was born to preach the gospel to the poor. I came to bind up the brokenhearted. I came to... Proclaim liberty to the captive. Is that you? Life, sin always captures you in one form or another. Everyone's not addicted to some kind of drug from the street, but you can be addicted to your past that torments you. You can be addicted to your guilt and shame, uh, your emotions that are rogue and wild. You can be addicted to rebellion. Uh, you can be addicted to porn and lust and perversion. Uh, he said, I want to give sight where you're blind. One of the marks of sin, it blinds you. It blinds you. I want to open prison doors to those who are bound. And I want to preach a gospel that you're accepted. Uh, 
Is that you? Is that you where you're at this morning? Pain, the brokenness, the bondage, trying to live with yourself can be a struggle. Do you speak his name? The name Jesus. He said, I want you to call him Jesus because he will save his people from their sin. God says, I'm going to name him, but I want you to call him. This is his first name. It's his personal name, Jesus. Uh, think about your name. There's nothing more identifying than your name. When you're born, there's a name put on your birth certificate. Many people until recently when you die, that name is put on your tombstone. Your name identifies you. And we know Jesus. He had many titles. King of kings and Lord of lords. The great I am. Jesus the Christ. The son of God. The son of man. The Messiah. Emmanuel God with us. But this is his first name. This is a personal name. And if you don't know him by this name. You don't know him. You may know about him. You may have some knowledge of him. You may even admire him. You may even speak about him, sing courses about him. But if you don't know him by this name, you don't know him. The name Jesus means Savior. The one who saves his people from their sins. Is this your personal testimony? I know Jesus because he saved me from myself. He saved me from my insanity. He saved me from all my craziness. Uh, he saved me from my, my bad decisions, uh, my bondage. Uh, he saved me from myself. Uh, is that your testimony? how you know him best he was Jesus in the manger he was Jesus on the cross and he was Jesus at the empty tomb in the Hebrew Jesus is the name in the Greek in the Hebrew and I'm closing the same Hebrew word is Joshua he was a type of Jesus he saved his people. If you're a student of the Bible, he saved them from the wilderness, the barren, the, the places of life where nothing grows and there's no hope. Took them out of the wilderness. He defeated the enemies, the walled cities and the giants, the Philistines. 
Jesus in the New Testament saves you also from the wilderness, the wilderness of sin. Wandering, wandering, one always some new thing, some new place, trying this, trying that. And always in that wilderness, they went in a circle. Joshua saved Israel, the Jews, from the wilderness and defeated giants. Jesus also defeats giants. Generational curses that track families up. Family curses. Uh, you look at some of your ancestors. You look at your older brother. You look at grandparents. You look at and you think, my Lord, uh, it's a reflection of me and my mess. Uh, Joshua was the savior of the Jews. Jesus was the savior of you and I. Yes, come on now. He not only saved though from the wilderness and, and we know Joshua took him into an inheritance. Uh, it said every man will sit under his own tree and drink from his own well, a place of peace and security. But I'm talking about a peace that passes understanding. I'm talking about you can be saved and born again. And it's not just a peace here in this life, but it's eternal heritage. It's heaven. Uh, it's a home waiting for you. That is far beyond what Joshua ever accomplished. Are you living in a personal relationship with Jesus? The Bible says, not just like Joshua who defeated some armies and some tribes of people, but Jesus defeated death hell and the grave yes show me another name come on now that even wants to go there what? death oh death where is your victory oh grave grave where's the sting and the victory he defeated death hell and the grave yes the Savior, he shall save his people from the sin. Not God's people. If we talked about God's people, we'd have to say the Jews. But he says, when you're saved, you're called by my name. I've kept those, Father, that you've given to me. Do you want saving? Do you want to be saved? You have to come to the place where you know him. To be saved, you have to recognize and realize what I'm living and how I'm living. It's not working. I need saving. I need to know Jesus personally, not just religion, not just come and be a spectator, not just sing a chorus, not just quote, but I need to know him personally. My first connection with Jesus was not through any goodness and neither was yours. Your first connection with Jesus wasn't because of accomplishments. 
wasn't because of abilities. You could be sitting here from any number of walks of life, but your first connection with Jesus was through your mistakes and your sin and your brokenness and your emptiness. Just like this man. Your guilt, my shame, my lostness drove me to him. That made the connection. What about you? His name means nothing to you if you do not know him as Savior. Means nothing. Because that's his first and personal name. Have you ever known him? Talking about real, this personal? It's not just church. I gave him a name, God said, and I want you to speak it. I want you to call it. I want it to be personal to you. It's Jesus. And the reason I gave him that name, because that name means... He is going to save His people from their sins. We have all sinned, the Bible says, and fallen short of the glory of God. None are righteous, not one. Not one. Not one. Do you know Him? Do you know Him personally? Or you just kind of wave at Him once in a while? See these sports figures. I thank the man upstairs. Well, you better know more than just thanking the man upstairs. It has to be personal. You have to be born again. Except a man is born again, a woman is born again. They'll never, ever, ever see this Jesus. They'll never see the kingdom, and he's the king of kings of his kingdom. Will you let him save you this morning? Will you come to him just like you're not, not hard to get saved if you're proud? Almost impossible, if not impossible, because he resists the proud. But he offers grace to the humble. That's why he was born. That's what Christmas is all about. And there's a lot of activities going to happen the next few days. But that's why we're here. And that's what it's about. Is that true of you? Is that true of you? You say, oh, and the devil will slap you right now. Slap you with your past. Slap you, somebody hurt you. Somebody said this, something happened. Some history in church or etc. Maybe you're tormented. Counsel people constantly anymore. Seems like they can't sleep. 
drugs to wake up, drugs to go to sleep. They can't sleep. They can't sleep. They can't sleep because they're tormented. But he came to a tormented man, a common man, and said, I want to know you. I want to live in your house. I want to have a relationship. And that is the miracle of Christmas. I ask you to bow your head with me this morning. Lord, in this place, God, Ikebo Rebo Shikaya.